Yes, yes, yes. You have tuned in to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook Hall. Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith versus Fear, Breaking Family Ties, which can be found and available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. This podcast is designed with you in mind to remind you that you can always click that reset button and start all over again. It's never too late to be great. So now I want you to sit back. I want you to relax. I want you to clear your mind, take in that deep breath, prepare yourself for change as we listen in on Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Renewing My Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to come on and assist you with some tips and some tools that I know will assist you in becoming a better you. Listen, today is a great day. I like to say that every time I get on here and I say that so that you can be encouraged, so that I can be encouraged to know that as long as we have been given the opportunity and graced with a new day, a new opportunity to take in life, to breathe, then it is a great day. It is a great day. Whenever we are allowed to open our eyes, right, and see a new day, it's always a new start. It is always a new beginning to uh, get it straight, get it right. You know, we are not perfect. We are far from perfect. Yesterday you made a mistake. Yesterday I made a mistake. But today is our opportunity to reflect, um, not deflect, but reflect on, you know, how we can do things better for ourselves, for our community, for our family, for our loved ones. How can we become a better version of ourselves? And that's why we're here today to discuss, you know, what can we do? to be a better version of ourselves. I think that uh, especially when you get to a certain age in life, this is something that you definitely think about on a regular basis. What can I do better? What can I do better? How can I improve? You see a lot of people uh, in their mid-40s and their mid-50s who probably never worked out before begin to um, (laughs) adopt workout regimens. And why is that? Because now your body, you know, is showing you the damage that you did in your 20s, the damage that you did in your 30s. And so now you know that you're going to have to start making intentional decisions to take care of your body. But the thing about that, and I've taught this before, is that it's just not important for us to just take care of our physical, but we must take care of our mental and our spiritual health as well all these factors play a part in in taking care of the whole person a lot of times we will focus like sincerely giving all our energy into one area and then we neglect another area so for example if i'm if all i'm doing is walking around telling everybody <clears throat> that i'm protecting my peace and and aware of my my mental health um, but then I'm not taking care of my physical and my spiritual health, then it's going to be affected. 
But I go around telling everybody that, you know, I am just taking care of my spiritual health. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do in that area. But then again, neglect my physical or my mental health. That will be affected as well. So we're talking today about balance. Balance. I love to talk about balance. Balance is something that, um, to be honest, is not something that I grew up with that type of understanding of how important balance was in the life style. But over the years, <clears throat> with uh, experience comes wisdom, Become, comes wisdom. And so, you know, I learned the importance of balance. So we're going to talk about balance today and how important that is for us. And the first thing I want to announce today is um, I am so grateful and excited to announce with you guys because you're my family that I have completed, yay, which I had some drum rolls, do, 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 do. completed my uh, my education, my master's program at the Loyola University of Chicago. You guys remember when I started this back in 2020, you were with me, I discussed it, um, every now and then I would share some stuff that I learned, and you were with me along the journey, and let me just tell you the emotional roller coaster that I had. Like, I don't want to take up our time, but you were there at the beginning. So I think it's only right that you hear, you know, some of that experience. And so as I came to the close, the closing of this experience, which was an outstanding experience for me, I'm going to say that it was a good experience for me. I, I appreciate it. I loved it. It was some, you know, moments, of course, um, in any type of change, there's going to be some challenging moments. I had challenging moments. Life kept going on, so life will cause you challenging moments as well. But um, overall, the experience was awesome. And I, I'm just so proud and so grateful. The emotional roller coaster that I had at the end was just unreal. Um, as I came to the close of it, and I, I had my cap and gown, I kept looking at it thinking, you know, that this is like the first time that I've ever had to uh, face something, you know, such a, a, a momentous uh, moment in my life, such a, a mountain, such a, a pinnacle moment in my life. And I didn't have my sister here to celebrate and didn't have my father to, you know, cheer on. But, you know, it, it was that was the bittersweet part of it. But I literally felt them that whole day. The whole moment, um, just their presence to me was there. I know that they were uh, rooting for me on the other side. And I'm so grateful for that love that I've had to even recognize that, you know, that part was missing. To not have them there with me. My sister, I could just, you know, hear her saying, you know, how proud she was. And, you know, she would call me baby. You know, we were not that much difference in age but I was always considered her baby and so she would just you know always be so encouraging and so as I, as I came to, to the conclusion of this I felt this uh, peace that I had not felt in years it was this peace of conclusion of something that I had wanted to do for years mind you uh, for those who don't recall or, or really know um, you know it has always been my my goal it's always been my prayer to do this but um, I got married, you know, had kids and, 
work and you just kind of get into a cop into life. And so I push my dreams and my goals, some of them to the side for a while. Why, you know, become a, a, a mother and a wife. And um, so when my children got to a certain age and they all became adults and it's got one uh, child left that's in school and she's getting ready to, you know, be done. So I felt like it was a perfect opportunity to go back um, and, and, you know, complete this assignment. And I hope this encourages someone else. I'm not just, you know, just saying this, but I hope it encourages someone else who feels like, you know, you wait too long, you're too old, um, you know, that ship has passed, you know, you're uncertain about should you do it, can you do it? And the answer is yes. You absolutely, trust me, <laughs> I have been uh, out of school over 20 years, and just the thought of it was ex at first initially very frightening to me. Believe me when I tell you that. I felt out of my element because, you know, you got younger people who are fresh out of, you know, undergrad and have had, have had all this experience, you know, consistently being in school. And me just coming back in, even the older people who were there, older than myself, they too have had this experience of just being in school. And I come in fresh, you know, and feeling out of place. And so um, it was a challenge for me. But God is so great, so uh, faithful. And I'm so grateful because he gave me so much grace. He gave me so much favor, even with my uh, my peers. I mean, it was just a good experience. And so for those who are questioning, should you go back? school should you start this business should you do any of these things thinking that you know you have missed your opportunity you've you know got to this age you've raised your kids it's too late mm -mm. it's not it's not it's not too late um it's it's not too late until you're, you're you're no longer here so as long as you are you know walking this on this side you know of jordan as they say as long as you're alive you have an opportunity to uh, you know, fulfill your dreams. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself. And so just to be able to complete that part brought me so much peace. It's weird. I had no idea that that chapter being closed would, would do something for me. I just thought I was going to school. And because I didn't feel it while I was there, you know, this completeness, I, I was unaware of what I would feel like when I was done, but I felt this strength that I had not felt before. I felt this peace that I had not felt before. Um, and I just think it's when you're, when you're walking in obedience, you know, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, even if you're not, you know, sure at the time that this is what you're supposed to do, but you know, when, when you have done it, the feeling that you get, the experience that you get once you complete an assignment is that peace I'm talking about and that strength that I'm talking about. How I know that's because I felt that before. Some things you do and you just feel, you know, still open and you, you feel voided. You feel uncomfortable and uneased, right? And um, those are probably not your assignments. But when you have, um, <coughs> excuse me, completed your assignment, then you get this peace. You get this you know, this closure that you need, the strength that you need. And I've been feeding and fueling off that for, you know, a couple of weeks now. Just that 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 grace that God has allowed me to complete this. And I'm not done, you guys. I'm going to share with you soon 
my next chapter of what I'm doing and some other things that are coming up that I'm going to continue to do because once again, when you have an assignment, when you have an assignment, when you have things that you need to do, you just really cannot uh, just walk away from it. You know, you, you are pulled to it and it's pulled to you. And so I'm just, I just want to share that with you, hoping that um, it would encourage someone who's questioning whether they can, you know, should they or can they, you know, and I think the bigger, bigger question is more of can I? And the answer is yes, you can, you can, you know, I've heard people, you know, think that they're too old. And I've had people who were in my class, classes that were in their 70s, uh, late 60s, um, in, in the mid 70s, seriously. So there is not a time frame. You know, I think the worst thing you can do is paint yourself into this corner and think that you can't come out, that you cannot change it, that you cannot uh, improve yourself or that you cannot uh, continue to, to learn and grow. I think learning, specifically for me, you know, learning is a lifelong uh, process. I, I absolutely enjoy learning. I absolutely um, enjoy learning new things, hearing different perspectives, and sharing thoughts with other people and have them share their thoughts with me. So this experience has been great. So I'm just, you know, want to give you all a heads up. Uh, you know, updated. We haven't spoke about this in a while on where we, where I am with the program, the fact that I'm done, I've graduated and, you know, now I am an alumni of Loyola University of Chicago and I'm proud to be that as I move on to the next chapter of my life. So let's talk uh, today. We're not gonna, you know, talk very long, but just want to talk today a little bit about balance how important that is. I started this off, excuse my voice if it's going in and out, you guys. I've been having like the worst allergy season. Um, I, you know, it's unfortunate, but <laughs> according to allergists, I'm like allergic to the earth. <laughs> so I've been like struggling with this allergy for a while, but I just really wanted to come on and share with you guys and talk with you today. So let's talk about balance. And remember, I started off saying that, you know, in my upbringing, you know, balance was not anything or that I've heard. Like, it's not a word that was used when it came to life. It wasn't a word that was shared or emphasized. And to be honest, it really was not something that I seen. So I didn't see... Uh, balance. I didn't see our people operate in balance. Um, and what does that mean when I say that? What does that mean? That means that, you know, there were a lot of extremes, you know, in my upbringing, in my life. There was a lot of extremes, you know, really far left, really far right. You know, it's just, this, these were the things that I was viewing. People were either going too far to the left, too far to the right. And there was rarely balance. Um, we're not talking about uh, being hypocritical or, you know, anything like that. But we're just talking about having a balance. So 
What I mean is, for example, when I think about balance from a spiritual perspective, balance and the word spiritual, you know, just really doesn't click, you know, but it does. It does. I'm, I'm going I'm to teach this um, as, as, as easy as I can because it was something that I learned over the special last three years trying to find this balance that works for me. Okay. And I had this conversation <clears throat> with an old friend several weeks ago. We both kind of had the same upbringing and we were discussing the pressure and the tension and the stress from the upbringing of, you know, having to be almost perfect. Um, we know realistically we're not perfect. No one's perfect. Right. But you have this, this, um, thoughts of having to be this way, you know, having to do things this way, you know, and then if you mess up, you know, you feel all this guilt and this shame. So we were talking about, you know, like, for example, they were saying how, you know, even if they look at somebody wrong, they felt guilty and they begin to feel shame. If they, you know, every day they felt like they was walking under this shame, this guilt, this sin, right? Because we know that what comes with sin is guilt, you know, guilty, a feeling of guilt and shame. And so they were just talking about how they, you know, they was always um, feeling like they, they, they couldn't, could not catch up. Like he was always living under this umbrella of, oh Lord, I didn't messed up. Oh God, you spent all the time thinking, oh God, I messed up. Oh God, you know, I looked at them wrong. Oh God, I said something wrong. Oh God, I had a bad thought. Oh God, you know, just pressure. And to be honest, prior to them talking to me and us sharing this, I really didn't think somebody else thought the way that I thought. You know, this was something that I have felt for years, and this has brought me to a place where I began to learn and, and deal with how to balance life, you know, to find balance in life and, and, and take away this guilt and the shame. Because I understand, number one, that, you know, if I was perfect, then there would be no reason for grace. Come on, somebody. If I was going to be perfect. There would be no need for grace. Grace is there because I'm not perfect. Grace is there because I do mess up and I will mess up. Um, and, and the thing is, if I continue to punish myself about my mess ups or, you know, my the moments that I fall, the moments that I fall short, the moments I'm hurting and speak out of, you know, terms or feel out of terms or had a bad thought or whatever else, if I continue to guilt myself into all of that, then I'm not leaving any room for grace to work, okay? And so it's, it's, it's something that I think that people live, especially, you know, when it comes to people who are brought up in the faith. This is not for everybody. Please don't get assaulted. But this is for some who, who understand what I'm talking about today. A lot of people who are brought up under the umbrella of faith, you're, you know, taught to kind of, try to be perfect almost, you know, you're not going to be perfect, of course, but you kind of feel as if I don't 
walk this way, if I don't talk this way, if I don't act this way, if I don't behave this way, you know, if I don't respond this way, then there's guilt and shame that is coming. Shame on me for not doing better, for not being better, for not whatever, you know. I've, I've read books where people say, um, you know, the first thing they do or try to do or should do is get up in the morning before your feet hit the floor, just begin to thank God, praise God, pray, you know, to God. And the thing is, this it, it comes guilt to shame again because you can do that, but if you hit the floor and you forget to not, you know, pray or thank God or say whatever, then here come the guilt and shame. Oh my God, you know, I woke up this morning, I hit the floor and I didn't respond the way that I should respond. So now I'm dealing with this guilt of, you know, the normal thing that I've been taught or shared with me is that, you know, the first thing you do, you get up, open your eyes, you hit that floor and you say, you know, Lord, I thank you, which is a wonderful way to start your day but if i miss doing that say this this is something that i want to do if i miss that then i should not spend the rest of my day rest of my week feeling like oh my goodness i missed this i didn't do that um and and and, and i'm so sorry god you know and this guilt of god i hope you know that i love you you know god i hope you know that i'm grateful God, I hope you know that I'm thankful, but I just missed it that moment, that, you know, that moment. And what I'm trying to say, you know, that's a small thing, but what I'm trying to say is that a lot of times there's so much guilt and shame over these type of things, over these type of, you know, thoughts, these type of actions sometimes. There's so much guilt. There's so much shame as to, you know, you rolled your eyes and got really angry. You got really mad. You know, someone made you mad. And, you know, you you you, you responded. And, and so now you, you feel guilty. You feel shame. If that guilt and that shame puts you in a place that it hinders your growth and it hinders your next, if it hinders, you know, you being productive and you being progressive, then that's a problem. And I think a lot of times... You know, that does happen. Once again, if this does not relate to you, please disregard and share it with somebody that does. But for somebody who wants to be transparent and honest with me today, then maybe you can relate. That there are moments in your life, you know, that you have felt guilty, you have felt shamed about something, and it has stopped you. It has stopped you from moving on in the next, you know. And then there, there's people who help. There are people around you and that are in this circle that would help condemn, you know, you. That would help confirm that, you know, shame on you, you know, for doing this. And shame on those who do this. And shame, 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 shame. And my fear is that the people of God are living so much under shame, guilt, you know, guilt and shame um, that they are living in bondage. Not because God has done that or... You know, he said, I came to set the captives free. But you have done that. Well, you have allowed other people to do that. There are more people, I think, now, you know, who are walking this earth, who is condemning people as if they are God. It's amazing to me. As if they're perfect. As if they are, you know, without blemish. You know, you know it's, it's, it baffles me. 
and it scares me at the same time. It baffles me and it scares me at the same time. Listen, God sent his son so that you and I can have the right to the tree of life so that we can live a life that is more abundantly. If you're living on a guilt and shame 24-7, you're not living a life that is of abundance. You're abundantly what? Sad, abundantly depressed, abundantly, you know, under stress. You know, there is life in Christ. There is life in Christ. And I believe that Christ wants us to have balance. I want I want to say this because I think it's important. I, I think it's really important for you to understand that, you know, it's okay to laugh. You know, and you don't have to be in church to laugh. Come on, somebody. You can go to a comedy show. You can watch, you know, comedy shows on television. You ain't got to watch religious, you know, religious uh, television 24-7 to, to get to heaven, to be with Christ, to be Christ-like, to be a Christian. This is, this is just wrong. And I, this, is, this is what I believe. This is what I, my understanding is. And this is what I want to share with you today. If you can relate to this, God bless you. If you do not, God bless you. But I think there has been this self-righteous movement in the church that is, you know, baffling. Of course, there are people who are going too far, like I said, too far right and too far left. But that's what we're talking about today, this balance that is needed in the body of Christ. I think there is a moment to rejoice. There's a moment to mourn. There is, you know, a moment to, you know, just be okay without being so deep all the time you know there are people you know that you can't talk to because everything about their conversation is just so deep you know you just can't say you know how are you today without them going deep into you know the word of god just by asking them how are you doing today you know i could sit down and have a conversation a deep conversation with anybody you know, biblical, political, it doesn't matter. I love to talk and share with people who know what they're talking about and have some good points and some good views, some, you know, great experience from all different backgrounds and cultures. This is what I do. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that and encourage it. But I know there are moments that I don't want to talk like that. There are moments that I just want to talk about, you know, maybe nothing important. You know, just the basketball game, you know, or, you know, family or, you know, my, my children or, you know, my other goals that has nothing to do with that. I mean, just there are other things to talk about. You know, there are moments where you just want to turn everything off. You know, there are moments that you want to just, I have done it, you know, sit outside and just soak up the sun and enjoy it. Look into the sky. You know, on our last vacation that we went to um, in March, my family, we went to Florida and um, we all went outside. It was so funny. And we were looking up in the sky. You could see the clear sky. It was just so beautiful, so perfect. Stars were all out and they were just shining so bright. And we were just all just looking silly outside, staring at the sky. And my mother, who we took on our trip with us as well, came outside and said, what are we looking at? You know, we started laughing, but she's looking up to see what we're looking at. But we took that moment just to enjoy the sky, something so simple that, you know, I used to do all the time as a child. 
just look up at the sky and just enjoy it, right? No conversation about anything deep or nothing, just enjoying that moment. And I think that's what the balance, the balance is that we're talking about. It's being in that moment, enjoying that moment. Um, one of my biggest flaws, I have many flaws, but one of my biggest flaws has been not being in the moment. I was always, you know, my mindset was always to the next. So even though I'm there with you, I'm doing something here with you now. I'll turn around and be thinking, literally be thinking while I'm doing this, what's going to happen when I'm done with this? Like, what is my next step? You know, and it's such a thing that I kept in practice for so long that it has been very difficult for me to retrain my thinking to being present in the moment. So like, you know, for example, um, <clears throat> you know, you could, how many people, how many times have you been in church and you heard a preacher say, I don't want you thinking about what you're going to do when you get home. Right. That was their way of trying to get you to be in that moment, to be present, because that's what we do. We could be in church. I could be, I could be at the movies. I could be at dinner and I'm literally thinking, you know, what can I, what I'm going to do next when we leave here? You know, you know, what's what's my next moves when I leave my this restaurant? You know, when I leave my this movie theater, what else do I need to do today? What else do I want to do today? Is this enough for the day? I mean, I'm just just too much thinking. And so I'm learning to find a balance. I'm learning to be in that moment, be present in that moment, and enjoy that moment, you know. And it's not easy for some of us to do that. So people probably just fine with that. But some of us, it's more challenging because that's just how we're wired, you know, to always think in advance, two or three steps, because we've been almost programmed to do that. For me, it's because I've always had to cover things all the time. You know, I'm always multitasking and overthinking, which is horrible, but I've always had to overthink because I'm thinking for you, 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 and you in my life, these people in my life, I've always had to overthink, you know, cover their bases, cover my bases, cover whatever. And so it put me in a, in a, a, a horrible, you know, flow of thinking, horrible flow of thinking. So I work very hard, you know, to undo that type of damage, especially when you start getting older, as I stated before, and you realize that that type of thinking is not good for you. You need to learn to be in the moment to, you will look around life and pass you by. And you'd be wondering, what, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Because you were just in a, a flow, autopilot, not present in the moment, not present in the moment. You know, and, and, and I think the, the more you have on your plate, the easier it is for you to do that. You know, there's some conversations that, you know, my, my kids might say, did you remember when I said, you know, this, this, and this? And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I was in the room, but I didn't hear anything. You know, I picked and choose what was important to me at that moment because I'm already multitasking. I'm already thinking about this, 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 and this. So I'm like taking bits and pieces of what they, they're saying and, you know, trying to take care of other things at the same time. So there's moments I put everything to the side and go, okay, I'm listening. Now, therefore, <clears throat> I know, you know, names of people in their lives and the people that are affecting them and what's going on with them and, you know, every little detail, I could go back and say to them, yeah, I remember when you told me this and 
and you know I know some names and I know some dates and I know whatever because I had to be present in the moment they needed me there in that moment so it's about found a balance in your life you know it's about knowing that there's moments that you're gonna have to put the phone down put the laptops the, the iPads all the stuff down and just listen you know it's gonna have to be moments that you're just gonna have to shut off you know the overthinking and just be present and be in the moment, you know. And then we don't want to live in guilt and shame. So we we don't want to think that because I made a mistake today, I'm condemned for you know forever. You know, we have grace in place for a reason. I don't want to walk around the earth thinking that I have to be perfect. Because if God had thought that I needed to be perfect, then He wouldn't have sent His Son. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, and it's okay. That we're not perfect. Hear me again. We're not perfect. And it's okay. And people who are walking around the earth thinking that they are perfect are not perfect. No one's perfect. We are all, uh, we have all sin. We have all sin in some way, shape, form, or fashion. We have all sin. We have all made poor choices. We've all made bad mistakes. We've all made, you know, uh, choices that have set us bad. We have all done things that we're not pleased you know, about, or, you know, we have all done things that we definitely don't, you know, want to share with everybody. We have secrets. We have stuff. I mean, we have these things, right? And so because of this fact, we have to understand that's why we have grace. That's why we have grace. Does that mean that you are to take advantage of grace? Does that mean that we are to practice doing everything wrong? Absolutely not. Does that mean does it does not mean that at all? But it does lift the shame that you have, the guilt that you have, because what you don't want to do is be condemned by sin, be condemned by guilt, be condemned by shame, and you can't move on and live the healthy, productive lifestyle. Your, you know, sin or fall or or addiction, or pain, or grief, or heartache, or pain, whatever it is, that can help save and help someone else. So all of that can be used, but if you stay there, if the enemy can keep you there, then it will keep you from helping someone else. You know, it, it'll keep you from, to, from being a breakthrough for someone else. Not only will you receive your breakthrough, and you will grow, and you will learn from that, because I, I'm, I know from experience that we don't go through things for nothing. You know, you're not going through these high peaks and low valleys for, for nothing. It's, it's this offer something. If you don't get it now, you will get it. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. God can set you up for something, for something that you will need. Five years from now, but it'll be happening right now. The lesson will be happening right now. There's so many things that I've, I have been through. And then years later, I go, oh, wow, that's why, you know, God allowed me to experience that or to go through that or to whatever. It's, it's, it's an amazing process. It's an amazing process. But what's, what's hard about it is that you don't know, you know, that you're going through it. You don't know it's happening. Until it is, you know, is done. And so I think that's the trust process. That's us trusting God to make, you know, the best decisions that he's working it out for us. 
and that we can trust him. You know, if we could trust him, then all the stuff that we'd be worried about, you know, we, we would not worry about it because we know that God has us. But I think it makes the process harder when we don't trust God. And we're trying to figure it out. What's going on? This is ridiculous. How many things going to happen? You know, if it's what what I say, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it rains, it pours. I can't get a break. If we use all that, those type of terms and terminology and that type of thinking, that we're going to miss what God is doing. We're going to miss what he is doing. So it's, it's so important. And then we get stressed out and just a whole lot of other things become a domino effect. So it's so important for us to remember this. God is in everything, everything. God is in everything. So, you know, when you are unsure about what's going on in your life, God is in everything. He knows exactly what's going on. Trust him. Trust God. Um, he does not want you or I to live under guilt and shame. He does not want us to be condemned. He does not want us to be broken. He does not want us to walk around looking like a, 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 a child that is unloved and, and a child that is an orphan. You know, we are loved. We are his children. And he cares about what happens to us. And so it's very important that we remember that because situations can make us feel different. You know, people have said, how can God loves me? He loved me if I'm going through this, this, and this. So we equate you know, circumstances, situations, we equate that to the love of God, right? So if I'm going through a horrible season, then God must not love me. And so in that case, I would refer to the book of Job, right? You know, so we have to remember that they are always um, stories and biblical teachings that remind us, you know, how grateful we should be. And how God could be in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your storm. But we just have to remember that he's there. And that he's in everything. And that he knows what you're going through. He knows what I'm going through. It's not new to him. I'm not sharing something with him that he don't know. But it can be very helpful and therapeutic for myself to, to say it. But he knows what's going on with me. He knows what's going on with you. And not only does he know, but he cares. And he will respond effectively. He will respond effectively, but we just need to be patient with the process, learn from the process. And I promise you, it could be as early as a week from now, a month from now, or five years from now, you're going to say, oh my goodness, that's why I was going through that. He was building me up. He was strengthening me. He was giving me insight you know, to what I need now. He was teaching me something now, you know, for what I need right now, way back then. Because I've experienced that, so I, I do understand that. Listen, we've been talking for a good while now. And, you know, I love to continue to talk to you guys, but I don't like taking up too much of your time. Today has been an awesome uh, podcast episode. So grateful to be able to still do what I do with you guys. We've been doing this for a minute. Um, today's topic was about balance. We're not living under guilt and shame anymore. We're not going to do that. We don't care. We're letting that go because it's not helpful to us. It's not beneficial to us. It's not helpful for the agenda of the kingdom that we live under guilt and shame, but we're going to live under grace. Amen. 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 We got some good things coming up. Like I said, I will be having more 
news, more information to share with you. I don't want to share anything yet. I don't like to do things early. I like to do them in good timing. So I'm waiting on that time to share it with you guys. I'm praying for you. I hope that you're praying for me. Remember to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And remember that he loves you. God loves you. Um, and so that's so important for you to hear today. I think somebody really needs to hear that today. You know, you might be feeling as if you are not, you know, unloved. You know, you might be feeling as if you are pushed aside or forgotten about because everybody else seems to be thriving and doing well and living their quote, quote, best life. Right. And you feel like, what, what about me? What about me? What about me? Well, I'm here to remind you today that, you know, he loves you and he cares about you. And he sees what you're going through and that you're never alone because what? God is always in the midst of it all. I love you guys so much. Thank you for rocking with me on Renew My Revolution podcast. It has been my honor, my pleasure. I am Michelle Kakal. Please remember, if you're interested in any of my products, materials, such as Faith versus Fear book, Breaking Family Tides, please pick it up on Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. God bless you guys. I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. God bless.